Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Casual Fight Fan Podcast. This is your host, JJ. And today we're here with your new co-host, May. Welcome, May. Hi, Jack. Hi, everyone. Um, Thanks for having me here. Yeah, uh, great to have you. Uh, So May trains Muay Thai with me, and he's a fellow fight fan. He trained in Thailand for a year before coming to the U.S., and he brings a lot of expertise and knowledge of the sport. So uh, we're we're really excited to have you on. Well, thank you. Uh, Cool. So uh, today's episode, we'll be analyzing an old fight between Rick Rufus and um, I'm going to need some help with this name over here. It's Chang. Uh, yeah. Chang Pu. Chang Pu. Chang Pu. Right. And his last name is Kit Songrit. Uh, Kit Songrit. Chang Pu Kit Songrit. Oh yes. Okay. Chang Pu Kit Songrit. Right. Um, I'm going to have trouble pronouncing that name later on too. Uh, uh, that's close <laughs> enough. <laughs> so uh, this was a match that took place in 1988 before the UFC and really MMA became popular, um, and during this time, you know, people always had this question of how different martial arts styles would match up against each other. You know, you'd have people training karate, kickboxing, Muay Thai, uh, judo, jujitsu, wrestling, all these different martial arts, and nobody really knew which one was the best. And so people really wanted to know, you know, how would these martial arts styles fare if they were pitted against each other? And so going into this fight, Rick Rufus was an undefeated kickboxer. He had a record of 28-0, and 0, and he wanted to prove to the world that American kickboxing was the best. So he basically challenged the world and um, set up this fight between um, Chang Puek, who was a Muay Thai fighter fighting out of Thailand. Um, he's 5'8 and 154 pounds, and Chang Puek is basically larger than typical fighters in Thailand. And so he had a difficult time finding competitive fights um, back at home. So this was his first fight in the U.S. And in many ways, this fight is significant because it's not only a battle between two fighters, but it's also a clash of Muay Thai versus American kickboxing um, between Thailand and the U.S., between kicks and punches. The fight itself would become a classic to be analyzed for the ages, and even today, it's a good example of why Muay Thai is so effective as a combat sport. So the rules of this fight were basically uh, traditional kickboxing rules with low kicks allowed. It heavily favored Rufus and restricted the primary weapons in the Muay Thai arsenal, uh, namely elbows, knees, grabbing, and clinch work was not allowed. Nonetheless, Kit Sangrit and his team still agreed to fight, and apparently um, they decided that low kicks were enough for them to um, be able to get the win. And so right now we're just going to give you a quick breakdown of the fight. Uh, May, do you want to uh, give us a real quick down, uh, breakdown of what happened? Well, well, I can, I can speak a little bit about um, what, what I think the strategy of the Thai team was. Um, to me, I feel like... Um, low kicks are like the best bet for them to win the fight and that that what that what Chang Puk did in the fight and he won just just keep um getting in the kicks to the leg like from the start to the to the end right right Mm -hmm. I thought I thought the same thing as well so um when Rick Rick Rufus came out in round one you could see that he was a very traditional karate style sideways stance 
Whereas Kit Sundgrit is in a more um, traditional Muay Thai stance where he has his lead leg raised forward. He's really squared up. And um, the important thing being that he's always ready to check the kicks of his opponent. Um, yeah, what did you think about the first round of that fight, Ming? Well, I, I feel like Shampo, he's still adjusting to the rule and the, and the side of Rufus, the kickbox, kickboxer. Um, yeah, because I feel like when you throw, when you throw kick in Thai boxing and then you get some, you get, you get like a brief moment to like read um, the opponent, um, uh, you know, the, the style, you, you get the moment to like rest a little, but um, what? Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure which round that he got not, was it the first round that, um, that Chandler yeah. got knocked out? Yeah. Yeah, so what happened was like, um, basically the first round, I, I give the first round to Rick Rufus. I thought that Rick Rufus was winning the first round. He had a really good strategy of like darting in and out. Um, number one was his speed. He was basically lightning fast and his punches were also very accurate and very powerful. Um, in the first round, he drops Kiss on Grit with a very powerful combo. He throws a rear kick, and as he's retracting his kick, he uses the hip rotation to throw a rear cross, and um, that's the punch that drops Kiss on Grit. Um, later on, uh, after in I think in the post-fight interview, or later on, we find out that that uh, punch actually broke Kiss on Grit's jaw, and uh, so. I guess that tells us two things. One is that, you know, Rick Rufus is actually, he, he's a pretty hard hitter, but also that Kitson Grit is a really tough fighter. Um, you know, he got his jaw broken in the first round and he's still able to basically continue and go, later on go on to win the fight. So um, I thought that was, that was really impressive on his part. Um, anything about, what did you think about the checks that Kitson Grit, because he, he did check a lot of Rick Rufus's kicks, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean yeah, I think his I think his best weapons are his kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. he, I mean he, he, he did he did throw some punches but um those doesn't seem to do anything much to his opponent. Right. Um another tactic that Rufus uses in the first round is his spinning back kick and then he follows that up with a spinning back elbow. So um Although the spinning back elbow, uh, no, the spinning back fist, sorry. Spinning back fist didn't really land, but I thought the spinning back kick was actually pretty accurate. Um, I would have liked to see Rick Rufus use that attack more often. Yeah, and I, and I feel like later on in the fight, uh, Chan Puk can read his, um, his spinning kick. Yes, yes, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so basically the first round, Kissangrit gets dropped twice, and in between the rounds, his corner comes in, and they basically desperately try to revive their fighter with ice and water, and um, I think this is when the first foul comes into play, where as the second round approaches, there's like a big puddle of ice in the TIE fighter's corner, and so they take time to clean it off, and it buys him a little bit more time to get a breath in um, before the second round. So uh, I thought it was a little unfair that the judge called it a foul and took a point away from him, but the rules are the rules. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on to the second round, I guess. Um, I thought that this was the round that the tables really started to turn. You would see Kitsungrit's kicks um, start to accumulate damage, and Rick Rufus, I think, started to look visibly hurt. 
by the kicks. Um, what did you think? Well, yeah, I want to get back to the first round for a little bit. Oh, because, yeah. Like, what I've been taught in Muay Thai is that for the first round, you don't throw everything that you have just yet. You just have to, like, you know, get used to the, the opponent style and, you know, have to read hit, uh, the opponent attack first. You just, like, go a little bit slow, you know. The, oh, it's, okay. more, it's more of a defense than an attack in the first round for Muay Thai. Gotcha. Okay, so that's what, so he wasn't necessarily being, um, I guess, picked apart. He was he's really just like trying to get his reads on his opponent. Yeah, and he he's starting to pick up his pace uh, from the second round on. on right. There. Okay. Gotcha. So in traditional Muay Thai fights, then I guess if um, is it traditional for both fighters to come out with a slower pace and then pick up as the round goes? Well. That that tend to be the the trend there. Mm. Uh, so you just go slow in the first round, you know, try to like get used to the stage and see your opponent style. Like whether he throw more punches or kicks. Um, yeah, it's just things go slow in the first round. Right. Okay. So that that is probably a little bit different then, right? Because um, you can see Rick Rufus was he he clearly came out trying to knock out his opponent and. Right. Um, I guess that's like a difference in strategies that really contributed to that. Yeah. It wasn't very impressive though. I feel like um, if, because he did get dropped pretty badly in that first round, it might've just ended there if he wasn't that tough. Um, yeah. I think it could have gone really bad there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did drop on the first right, round. Right, right, right. <laughs> that was um, pretty impressive. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, okay, that makes sense then. So like going on to the second round, Kiesangret starts to, he starts to increase his pace, right? He starts mm-hmm. to throw more kicks. And I, I, like you said, I agree that um, he got his reads on Rufus. So when Rufus starts to throw his spinning back kicks, you could see him, uh, what was he doing? He was throwing a low kick to counter Yeah, that, throwing right? a low kick just right before, right when, uh, when the spin was happening. Mm-hmm, right when the spin was happening, and it caught him like pretty badly too. Um, like at some point in the second round, you you start you, you see Rufus start to eventually like try to turn to block the kick, which is I'm pretty sure it's not accurate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, feel like, I feel like that's a I feel like, um I had I had some friend who 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 um who do taekwondo, and right. they told me that um when you do like that spinning back kick. You got to be really fast, otherwise, you 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 be read you be read by your opponent. Then mm, gotcha. you get interrupt. Yeah, right. Because so I think there's two problems to that. Uh, the first one is that like if you're throwing a spinning attack, at some point your back is going to be vulnerable because you're going to show your back to your opponent. So if your opponent's fast enough or if he has the reads, he can basically just like push you away onto your onto your back, right? Right. And the second uh, thing is that you have to have like a lot of, um, you basically have to have very good movement in order to perform that spinning attack. And so if you're fighting a fighter um, like Ketsan Grit, who's chopping away at your legs, your legs are going to start to wear out more as the fight goes on. And so your ability to throw spinning attacks are going to be like slower um, as the fight goes on. So that was like potential. I think that was a um, weakness, uh, like flaw in um, using that sort of strategy. Hmm. 
um, he he basically, you know, the thing is that I, I can't really tell. It looks like sometimes Kits on Grit's kicks um, land on, like, his thigh. Sometimes they go for the calf. Sometimes it hits the knees. So where exactly is he um, aiming for when he's throwing those kicks? Or does it not matter? I feel like I feel like he was trying to aim to um, uh, his opponent's thigh. But sometimes it might not be accurate every time. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Like, so upper, not... like upper, upper leg. R- upper leg. Okay, so he's not necessarily going for the calf, like the lower... <laughs> I, I doubt he would go on the cab. He, 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 I doubt he would go after the cab. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Or not the knee either, right? No. Okay. I've actually, um, I've actually had a terrible experience um, in the gym, like during sparring. When you throw one of those low kicks and you accidentally hit the opponent's knee, like I feel like on the outside, like if somebody, like if you have a spectator who sees the kick hitting the knee, it looks like it might hurt the person who's being kicked. But if you're with the person throwing the kick and you hit the knee, it actually hurts so freaking much. Um, and the same thing goes for like if you throw a rear uh, a roundhouse kick and your ankle hits the opponent's elbow, that hurts so much as well. Um, hey. Something that people don't really notice too much. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I feel like there are risks to throwing a kick to um to the knee. You might hurt your shin too. I feel like yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I guess that's why people condition their shins and everything. Yeah. Yeah, so the second round, we see Rufus, uh, Rufus being dropped, and then um, something interesting that happens. Um, Kiat Sangrit throws a kick, Rufus falls to the ground, and then he stomps on Rufus. Um, yeah. And I think he gets taken a point away from that. But I don't know. It didn't really look intentional to me. What did you think? Like, well, I I watched it again and again repeatedly yeah, yeah. on that part, and well, I don't know whether 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 what his intention intention was, but right. to me, it seemed intentional. Oh, it seemed intentional to it, you. Okay. It seems intentional to me because, like, he clearly saw his opponent drop. Right, and right, then right. After that, he just lift up his leg and stomp him so. oh oh interesting okay <laughs> uh yeah well uh stomps and first of all are not allowed in muay thai right that's not no no okay, stomp okay. stomp is so illegal in, in muay thai oh oh okay okay um yeah that's interesting because to me it looked like you know he threw the kick and then rufus like was falling down and in muay thai it's legal to kick your opponent while he's falling down right as long as he's not on the ground right so it, to me, it looked like he threw the kick, and then he was going to in to throw another kick, but then Rufus fell to the ground, and he decided to like you know pull his kick back, and as he yeah, was they, pulling back, like he stomped on him. That's what it looked like to me. It could be that too. I mean, we don't know for sure, but um, yeah. I mean, he got he got um foul for that. Yeah, that's true. So um, yeah, he did go. So now he's like on a two point. He's lost two points by foul, right? And um, mm. I guess yeah. So that was the second round. Um, I think by round three, um, Kiesan Grit was basically, he was dominating the fight. Um, there's really nothing to be said. I don't think Rick Rufus really had any more offense in him. Um, yeah, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, well, Champa, where, I mean, just like, just like I mentioned, 
before he just um just kept kicking the legs i yeah. guess throughout the round not much happening he just keep inflicting the damage right and i guess it makes sense at this point right because it's pretty clear that rick rufus doesn't really know how to defend against those leg kicks right and so he basically just has to eat all of them yeah um something else that uh another highlight of the third round was rick rufus is basically wobbling on his feet his knees are buckling under him mm. and he goes to get Kiyosangrit in a in a clinch, and he throws uh, Kiyosangrit throws a beautiful upper body sweep. Um, I think that was in the third round, I believe. Right. Not sure, um, but it's it's sad because uh, I I don't think they allowed clinches or any clinch work techniques in this rule set, so the judge took away three points for that, which is just ridiculous. And um, for the throw too, right? Yeah, he uh, for the up. Uh, is it is it considered a sweep or is it considered a throw? Mm. It looked like a. Oh yeah, I guess it looked like a hip throw, right? Yeah, it's a hip, I feel like it's a hip throw. Mm, okay, yeah. So what is that technique really? Is it like it looked like he had an overhook on the right side and an underhook on the left side, and then he basically just hugged his opponent yeah, and threw him to the ground. And that and and that was not allowed here. Eh? That was not allowed here. No, yeah. Um, I don't believe clinch work is uh, allowed in kickbox under traditional kickboxing rule sets, which is a shame because clinch work is actually very effective. And I feel like, you know, like in a street fight, most yeah. of the time it'll end up in the clinch. So, um, but that yeah. was just crazy. Yeah. Um, round three. So round three, if we look at the score, one of the one of the things that I thought was interesting is that if you look at the scorecards, right? Kiesan Gray, he lost one point in the first round for a foul. He lost a second point in the round for a foul. And then he lost three points in the third round for another foul. So at this point, if you look at the scorecards, nominally, Rick Rufus is actually winning on points um, because his opponent lost so many points. Right. If you have any spectator who looks at the fight, Right, it's pretty clear that Kiyosan Grit is dominating. So um, I don't know. I guess that that just kind of shows how the rules were quote unquote rigged to favor American kickboxing. Um, well, the commentators weren't exactly unbiased. I thought that they were actually they actually heavily favored um, the American kickboxer. What did you think? Well, I feel like. Well, I looked through the comment. I feel like it's pretty divided. I mean, there are some people that says like say something along the line that's like, "Oh, if the fight, if if the Thai boxing, Thai boxing rules were were allowed, um, but the American wouldn't wouldn't survive the fight. I mean, the fight would end with like early, like way earlier." Oh, oh no! Yeah, right, right. Sorry, um, not comments. I meant uh, the commentary. So like, uh, the commentators who were talking about the fight um, while the fight was going on. Oh right, right. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, but, yeah. Yeah. They, they, well, I feel like they mentioned they mentioned a couple of times about rule not being clear. Yeah, to the Thai fighter especially. Right, right, and that's another thing. It's kind of hard to um, make a good rule set that allows both fighters to you know um, perform their best because I guess if you do American kickboxing rules, then 
um, the tie fighter will be at a disadvantage. And if you do Muay Thai fighting rules, then uh, the kickboxer would be at a disadvantage. Yeah, I feel like that's that one reason why you only saw um, Chang Pu after throwing kicks because I feel like I feel like he he wasn't sure what he allowed to do, mm-hmm. what more he is allowed to do besides you know doing kicks and you know throwing some punches. Right, right, definitely. Yeah, so that's all you're gonna see, mm-hmm. and that's actually all we needed to see. I think. Um, yeah, that's all I needed to do really to win the fight, which is crazy. Um, they noted at the fight that he basically won the fight without throwing any punches. I don't remember if I saw any punches. Oh, he did throw punches, but I don't know if I saw any punches land significant damage. No, no, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't see any punches land significantly mm-hmm. either. Um, I feel like, I mean, he, he, he did throw some punches back. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, he, his best weapon still, his, uh, his kicks. Right, right, right. Yeah, but that's strange though. I I didn't see him, you know, put kick the teeth either. Yes, that was another thing. Um, because that's a really good weapon to keep your opponent at distance, right? And especially for somebody like Rick Rufus who fights on the outside and he 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 darts in really fast to get in a close punch and then he moves out. I feel like the teeth would be the perfect weapon to um, keep your opponent like out of range. But I guess they didn't allow the teep in the rule set. I'm not sure. That, that's pretty that. strange rule set. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is a very strange rule set. Um, what did you think about the American kickboxer's um, roundhouse kicks? He, it looks like the technique was a little bit different than um, a Muay Thai roundhouse kick. Yeah, I mean, the, also like the stance, I feel like it's really different. Um, Mm-hmm. Is it more like a taekwondo move? Yeah, it's uh. So his stance is like um. Yeah, it's like taekwondo, karate. It's more of that style. And the idea behind that style is actually if you turn sideways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you basically minimize the amount of surface area on your body that your opponent can target. Whereas if you stand boxed, uh, squared up like a Muay Thai stance, you basically have the whole body where your opponent can throw kicks and punches to land on your body. And so that's one of the advantages of using a sideways stance because you're basically having the surface area. I see. I mean, right. I, I mean I'm mean, i not sure about the, um, the power in that kick, but um, he, he, he sure, he's sure really fast. <laughs> it is very fast. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but, well, um, but then from what I know so far about Taekwondo is that um, you kick, you kick fast, but compared to Thai boxing, it's not as powerful. Right, uh, I agree with you. Um, the, you don't get as much, you, you don't get as much rotation or torque from the hips when you do that sort of stance. Right. Um, but so that's the disadvantage of that stance. The advantage of that um, using those kind of kicks is that is is like you said, the speed and. Basically, if you have speed and you have accuracy, you don't need a lot of power in order to knock out your opponent. Um, there's a video that's been going around uh, recently. I don't know if you've seen this video, but there's a sport in the Olympics um, called kumite. It's basically oh. like karate sparring. 
and it's it, uh, it, it, the rule set is kind of stupid, but um, this is the stance that the fighters use in Kumite, and um, basically that kick. Um, there's one match in the Olympics this year when a fighter lands that kick on a, an opponent who's charging at him, and it lands in the perfect spot. So you can see the kick. It doesn't. It clearly doesn't have a lot of power, but just because of the speed and the accuracy, um, the opponent who charges in, he gets caught straight on the jaw and it knocks him out. Um, but that video, it's crazy because the person who got knocked out, he, went, he won the gold medal for being knocked out because the rule set um, was such that like, if you use too much power, then um, you, you cannot, basically you can't use too much power. And so for knocking his opponent out, he lost that match. Um, oh. It's pretty stupid. Yeah. Yeah, you should definitely yeah. take a look at that video after this. I think, I've, I think I'm saying it. It's pretty bizarre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he won the fight, but he lost the medals. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a good knockout, though. It was a good knockout, yeah. So that's, that's an example of, like, you know, where you don't really have a lot of power behind that, but it's just because it's so accurate. Um, that you don't you don't need too much power to get the knockout, right? And the other thing is Thai Thai boxer they train to they they've been training to absorb kicks, so like right. like one one do much for them, right? Right, exactly. Um, so I think that's why you know when Rick Rufus lands the spinning back kicks, it, it looks like the spinning back kicks actually pack um, pack some power in them, but it looks like it didn't really hurt him at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was that was pretty much the fight. It was um, it's actually one of the early fights that showcased American kickboxing skills and Muay Thai um, Muay Thai kickboxing skills. Um, although we didn't really get to see the full arsenal of Muay Thai in mm-hmm. this fight, it really showed the Western world how effective um, leg kicks are. And it's actually funny because Rick Rufus, his brother. Uh, Duke Rufus, he after the fight, he really insulted Muay Thai. He was like, it doesn't take a lot of talent to throw leg kicks. And if they were fighting under American kickboxing rules, um, his brother would not have lost that fight. But then his brother goes on, and he's actually one of the top Muay Thai coaches in MMA right now. So um, the Rufus brothers actually um, went on to train Muay Thai and really... Uh, improve their skills a lot in that form of kickboxing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all in all, it depends on the rules, I feel like. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right. So um, that's pretty much it for the episode we have today. If you'd like this breakdown, please consider giving us a like and subscribe. And um, if that's it, um, I'll see you guys next week then. See ya. See ya.